Welcome to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to encourage and empower you on how to make disciples in and through authentic relationships, recapturing the heart of the early church that we read about in the Bible. Our goal is simply to equip you so that you can make a life-changing difference where God has planted you all for the glory of God and the good of the world. We pray that you are blessed by this week's episode. Hey everyone, man, welcome back to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast. Everything we're talking about is making disciples in authentic relationships. And man, I have uh, I've just so enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. It means the world to me. Uh, I want to provide relevant uh, content that you can use uh, to do the very thing uh, that God created us to do, which is to give Him glory through making disciples. And so would love for you... Uh, to like, rate, share, or write a review. Um, That just helps us get the word out, Um, not because we want to be famous, but, man, we want to make Jesus famous. And we believe this is a necessary conversation for the local church to be having. So today, excited about this episode, we're going to be talking about authentic discipleship in the workplace. And so for some, this may be a sad reality, a sobering reality, but have you ever considered the reality that many of us are going to work around one-third of our lives? So, man, that's that's crazy to think about that one-third of our lives is going to be spent at work. And so I, I shared this in a previous episode that, well, if we're going to work one-third of our lives, man, we might as well take Jesus with us uh, to work, and so um, and so, I believe that uh, it's important that we find purpose in our work and spend our time well at work. Okay, so if you remember, uh, early on, I, I shared an episode called "The Great Disconnect" of how often our spiritual lives um, really are just kind of have a tendency to just stay with us at church and not remain connected with us as we go about the rest of the week, right? So in other words, like what we're getting or doing on Sunday is not influencing our Monday through Saturday. But we learned that authentic discipleship and being a Christian is not showing up to a place for an hour, but it is growing into the image of Jesus and and, and growing to be more like Him in all the things we do Monday through Saturday. And so, so many times, spirituality is disconnected from the workplace, and this should not be. Um, you know, I heard a heartbreaking story the other day. I was in a small group, and a lady just said, there's a, a bivocational pastor that's at her work, and uh, she just talked about how horrible of an employee he is that uh, doesn't have a great attitude. And, and man, it just broke my heart that uh, really it seems like a lot of times in that situation, his spirituality is just something to do on Sunday, but it's not something he's carrying with him to work. And, uh, and man, just let me say this. Where you work, who you work with, and how you work or how you behave at work matters. It matters to God, right? And so hear this. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, it says, Whatever you do... Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, 
It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So in other words, work is worship. Hear that again. Your work is worship. And that when we work and how we work, we're doing it for the Lord. We're not doing it uh, for people. Um, so it's so important. So I want to share why I believe this podcast episode is an important one. I pray that you'll share it with someone that needs to hear it. So let's talk about the state of the workplace. 60% of people have reported being emotionally detached at work and 19% as being miserable. Only 33% of people that are working feel engaged. This is in our country. So chances are, everyone I'm listening to, you're struggling in your workplace. And most likely, you're in a toxic work environment uh, that does not have strong or quality leadership. You might feel stuck and financially trapped in a job you dislike. I want to give you some motivation and some purpose while you're in this season of life. And, and maybe you'll be the catalyst to turn your workplace around. So, so as I re- read those stats and just kind of meditate on that, um, I, I think this is just a very important situation. And I pray, uh, honestly, to just hopefully be an encouragement to you because it is a sad thing uh, to feel stuck uh, at work. And, um, and I pray and believe that you can be a catalyst to turn the environment of your work around. Okay, so um, understand this, and this gets into a personal passion of mine. Um, I'm crazy passionate about leadership. And so uh, I, I believe that Christians should be the greatest leaders on the planet because we follow the greatest leader and the greatest model for leadership on the planet. And that is, cor- that is of course, Jesus. So let's hear some truths about your workplace and your work environment. Leadership is not positional. Leadership is influence, right? Hear that again. Leadership is not positional. Leadership is influence. You can be a change catalyst in your workplace, and you can be a culture setter. So, so many times uh, we we blame uh, bosses, and a lot of times, man, this is why I'm so passionate about leadership, that a lot of times there probably is good reason to be frustrated with your leader, with the boss. But I want you to understand, too, that you don't have to wait for him or her to change before you can bring change to your work environment, right? Um, and, and so know that, man, no matter if you feel like your work environment is beyond repair, uh, regardless of where you're planted, I, I want you to know something, that no matter how rough the situation is, the mission of God remains the same. And uh, and, and so we don't negate the mission uh, even if we're in a place that we don't necessarily desire to be, that we are called to make disciples and to live out the faith wherever we are in the season God has called us to it. Um, and so I, I want you to know that your work matters. Even if it's a bad environment, you can be the catalyst to begin to change and uh, to bring something about. So um, here we go. So how, how do I bring change, and how do I become a disciple-making disciple or, or, or practice authentic discipleship in the workplace? And so uh, this is going to be more practical uh, in nature, but I do want to share, and I believe it will be helpful. So number one, it starts by us drawing a line in the sand. Hear that again. Drawing a line in the sand. Make the decision that you're going to be different. Okay, and so if you live in a toxic uh, or work in a toxic work environment, I've been there. 
where everyone talks negative about other people, everyone complains, everyone's stabbing one another in the back, whatever it may be, uh, you can be the change by just drawing a line in the sand and say, hey, I'm just going to be something different. The Bible teaches us in Matthew 5, 13 through 15, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town hidden on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. So in other words, what that passage is talking about is we as Christians are to be salty, to, to, to have the flavor of Christ in the world, and then also uh, to be a bright light in dark places. And so if your work's a dark place, uh, God sent you there to be a light. And a lot of times, sadly, what people do is they look really bright on Sunday, but then they put uh, a blanket over their, their lamp all week long at work and just blend in with everything around them. Listen, as Christians, we were made different, and therefore we must look different. So to make a difference in your workplace, you have to look different, all right? And this is not in a judgmental way. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Um, but it's just making a line in the sand that, like, I'm going to walk and talk in a way that's in line with what I believe about Jesus. And so no matter how scary that is, no matter how hard that may be, um, you know, the, know that the joy of the Lord is your strength, and don't let people steal it. Don't let people extinguish it, okay? Um, because the chances are, and I've seen this before, there are people in your workplace just waiting on one person to stand up and be a light and do what's right. And a lot of times when someone is courageous enough to be the difference, other people will follow. Listeners, would you be the difference in your workplace? Would you be the one to stand up and to begin to look different and to look more like Jesus? Okay, so, so it starts with drawing your line in the sand. Number two, be relatable and not judgmental. Hear that again. Be relatable at your work and not judgmental. So the Bible teaches us in, in 1 Peter 1.16 to be holy for I am holy. And what holy means is, is being righteous and, and doing what's right and, and fighting sin. But then you see in 1 Corinthians 9.23-27, Paul basically says that I became all things to all people that I might save some. So, so in other words, like the tension we need to have is that we look different at work but we are not judgmental and have a I'm better than you attitude um, because nothing kills, uh, nothing, nothing, that's just not the heart of Christ, right? That we aren't to be uh, a holier than thou. We're called to build bridges. And, and so my encouragement is to be relatable and build bridges and don't burn them with judgmentalism. And so our goal is to be holy yet effective in the mission of God of being an example for Christ but also, uh, yeah, building relationships with people in hopes of leading them to Christ, okay? So to be holy but effective in your work, okay? Um, so one, we got to decide we're going to be different, and then we want to build bridges, uh, be relatable, be holy yet relatable. All right, the third uh, thing to do, the third uh, how-to of authentic discipleship in the workplace, cannot say this one enough, spend lots of and lots of time in prayer. Hear that again. Spend lots of time in prayer. 
James 5.16, it says, For the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Um, and so if you really are wanting to take Christ with you to work, to have a better attitude, to, to have purpose and fulfillment at work, start with praying for yourself and pray to God for strength. Secondly, begin to pray for your coworkers. Begin to pray for those that have hardened hearts or, or maybe people that you feel like God has given you favor and influence with. Begin to pray for God to change their heart, to change their life. Thirdly, no matter whether you like them or not, Pray for your leaders. Uh, man, you know, God commands that in, in Romans that we pray for the leaders of our country. Uh, pray for just leaders in general. Pray for the leaders of our churches. And, and But also in your work, pray for your leaders. And then fourthly, pray for opportunities, right? And so pray for opportunities uh, to share your faith or to, to build relationships with your coworkers. It's so, so important. And so prayer is really critical. Number four, how do we practice authentic discipleship in the workplace? Um, It's to love the people you work with. To love the people you work with. Like, Buck, how do I make a difference? Listen, love is a universal language. It don't matter where people are from, what part of the planet they're from, where they come from. There's no one that does not want to be loved. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, which everyone, you know, reads at weddings, and we've all heard it. It's super lovey-dovey, whatever. First uh, Corinthians thirteen is actually a church leadership uh, chapter, and that Paul is saying that the most excellent way to lead in the church is to love. He, he basically says that it don't matter how gifted you are, how talented you are. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if if you've got great talent and great whatever, but don't have love, you don't have anything, and so. Uh, man, just loving people builds bridges. Um, and so um, as Christians, man, you're not going to be perfect at work. You're going to slip up, say something you shouldn't. You're going to make a mistake. Uh, uh, you're you're going to be a bad example at times. Um, it, it's not the call to be perfect. You're going to miss it. Um, be quick to apologize when you miss it. But the one thing we can't miss on as Christians, don't miss on love. Jesus said the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. So don't don't miss on love at work, okay? And and here's the deal, and I've learned it. People don't care what you have to say or people don't care what you know until they know that you care. People don't care what you know or what you have to say until they know you care. And so how do we make a difference at our work? Love the people at your work. Number five, be consistent and faithful. Man, I could talk about this for forever. Um, but character, trust, and integrity. Uh, it takes time to be built, but the rewards are incredible. When people see that your lives uh, back up your words, or your life backs up your words, um, it, it begins to build trust, and it begins to build bridges with people. And so, man, when you just come to work every day, you show up on time, you do your job, you maintain a good attitude, you check out, you go home and love your family, and you come back the next day, the world is starving for people like that, just people that are consistent and faithful. There's a a guy in my early morning small group, we were talking about this this morning, and uh, he's, he's up, he's maybe 80, man, but golly, he has so much wisdom. I enjoy my time with him, but he has faithfully uh, worked... Um, uh, as uh, delivering um, furniture and different things, and 
And he's just consistent and faithful, and everyone in the town knows him, and everyone in the town loves him because he just loves people well. He does what he says he'll do, and he's been consistent and faithful for a long time. And, uh, and, and he's making a difference in our whole community just by being a great worker, a faithful man, a good man, and a consistent man. Okay, number six, uh, add value to your workplace. Uh, add value to your workplace. Um, you know, go and uh, begin to work hard. And when you get results and when your leaders see that, hey, like this person actually wants to add value to the organization, um, it gives you influence. And steward that influence to point people to Christ. Steward that influence to point people to Christ. And so even if you're not crazy about your work, be faithful in the season you're in. And when you add value to the place you work at, it gives you influence uh, to maybe provide some change uh, in the workplace. And so uh, that's, just, that's just so critical. The Bible tells us in Acts 20, 35, uh, Paul says, And everything I did, or I'm sorry, this is, uh, yeah, I believe this is Paul. And everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remember in the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And so in a world where everyone's going to work wanting something, let's be the kind of people that go to work to give something. And, uh, and man, that's just going to make a difference wherever you are. Now, as you're doing those six things, number seven, as you begin to build influence, build bridges, begin to, to, to be faithful and consistent, number seven, have spiritual conversations. Have spiritual conversations. Um, and I would say be wise about the timing and the person. But begin to talk about spiritual things and open that door. Um, you know, God said that we would be fishers of men. That when He saved Peter, He says, "Peter, from now on, you're going to fish for men." Well, not all fish are caught with the same lure, and not all fish are caught with the same technique. And so, be wise about it, because man, um, when you fish for for men and and ladies, when you you fish for women, and we're wanting to build uh, relationships and have spiritual conversations. Um, pray for the Lord to show you w- what does that look like. But eventually, um, when we have our opportunity, we have to begin those spiritual conversations. And when we uh, have those conversations, um, begin to build spiritual relationships uh, because you may be the one that, that helps lead them to Christ. And, and one thing I've learned is that when, when you begin to um, let people know in your work that you are a person uh, of faith, that you love Jesus. You'll be surprised when your coworkers fall in hard times, how quick they're going to run to you for, for help, for prayer, and for answers. Steward those relationships and steward those opportunities in a way to point people and lead them to Jesus, right? And so have spiritual conversations. Uh, number eight, after you've been doing that, invite them to a church or small group, okay? Um, and, and, and so uh, I, I want you to know that, uh, that, that the church should be your biggest supporter and that we want to come alongside disciples and provide environments to help you bring people in uh, to environments that are going to help them meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with God. And so um, we definitely don't want to uh, create disciples that depend on the church for everything, but uh, inviting people to church may be the tool that's used to help them 
meet Christ and take their next step to get where God wants them to be. And so let the church be your supporter and your support system that uh, some people are ready to come on a Sunday, um, some that may be newer, uh, they may do better in your small group, right? But whatever that looks like, maybe let that be the bridge to get them in to a spiritual environment where they can hear the gospel and begin to grow, okay? So, so think all the way back where you start a job, you build influence, you begin to draw your line in the sand, you love people, you're a person of integrity, uh, you, you, you add value, and now you bring them to church, um, and, and man, imagine that person at your work that frustrates you at their immaturity, that frustrates you at your self, at their selfishness, it frustrates you at their pride. Imagine if they came to know Jesus, how that would change everything, change their whole life, and how it would change your workplace. Well, I'm here to tell you, the person uh, sharing on this podcast, I was once that person for someone. And I thank God that they had greater vision uh, for me than just um, the season I was in. They didn't just see me for where I was. Someone saw me for who I could be in Christ. And so uh, I want you to know that, uh, that God can use you to be the difference in someone's life at your workplace. And so the ninth thing and the last thing I would say uh, about uh, authentic discipleship in the workplace Live a vision that's bigger than your job. Live a vision for your life that's bigger than your job. Let your work be a means of worship. And right now I know that there are a lot of people that are listening. They're like, I hate my job. I, I, I wish I had a, a better job and it's difficult. Um, and man, I just want you to know that, that that is a big deal. And I hear you. And know that while you're suffering through this difficult season at work, remember we're called to suffer for the gospel. That even if you're not where you want to be ultimately, don't let that stop you from being effective for Christ where you are. God is sovereign. That means he does not make mistakes, that he is on time and he is working out a plan everywhere all the time in every season. That means that you have been planted in your workplace for a purpose even if you can't see it. And it is my belief uh, that you are uh, created on purpose for the purpose of sharing the love of Christ and making disciples. So let's take Jesus to work with us, okay? And so as I, I recap, remember um, that that we get this, we're going to spend a third of our lives at work. We might as well take Jesus with us. And we talked about uh, the nine ways to make a difference. And so, man, I, I pray you have enjoyed this episode. I love you so much, man. I, I am thankful uh, for all that are listening. I, I'm praying for you. In fact, uh, I want to close this episode by praying for you in your work. And, um, and I just want to do that right now. Father, we love you, God. Thank you for uh, your purposes. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your truth. God, I just pray over each and every listener, Lord, that you would give them uh, renewed vision for uh, who they are in you and, God, what you've called them to. God, I pray you would give them grace and peace and encouragement if they're working in a situation that is difficult and uh, just hard. Um, and, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and insight of how you're wanting to use them for your glory in the workplace by building relationships and making disciples, God. I thank you for that, and I ask for that. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, hey, love you guys so much. Remember, 
We only get to do life one time. Let's live it on purpose. Share, talk, talk with you guys soon. Take care.